So many Christians put up a wall between faith and work. Today on the Nobleman Podcast, our guest, Chris Jackson, discusses what it means to be with Christ in the marketplace and how that can help us mentor and disciple those around us. Well, folks, welcome to the Noble Man Podcast. I am super excited to have with us today a friend of mine in ministry by the name of Chris Jackson. Chris, uh, he's a business guy from South Alabama that God has moved from that business world into now a world of full-time ministry. Uh, excited to have Chris Jackson with us. Chris, welcome to the Noble Man Podcast. Thanks, Mike. I'm excited to be with you. Just, uh, just seeing your face makes me smile. <laughs> well, it's mutual, friend. Um, tell me a little bit of your story because you you just left business. God just called you out of a business that you had had started and grown, and He has moved you to full time ministry in a new realm. So, just give me a little bit of that background so that some guys can kind of place where you are. Yeah. So I've always um, kind of been back and forth, had my feet in both pools, if you will with some yep. business and with, with ministry um, in different ways. You know, earlier in my adulthood, most of the ministry was in the institutional churches, just lay leadership and things like that. And um, a few years ago, me and a couple of friends of mine created a men's ministry here in South Alabama called Ironworks. That ministry um, um, continued on for seven years until this past February. But through there, we had we had usually had a, an annual men's conference. We had hosted a few retreats. But probably what we were known most for was a monthly event called the Old School Men's Meeting. And the Old School Men's Meeting was um, was an effort to reach the unchurched and the dechurched. And um, so every month we would host a, a, a meeting where we would we would serve a free steak dinner and, and have usually a national quality speaker come in and speak to the men. And that was wildly successful, uh, even through COVID, um, still you know gathered many, many men. And um, even our, our last month there, we probably had between 150 and 200 men there. And, uh, and still, you know, God was continuing to bless that, but just felt like it was time to, to do some other things. And so we just, we closed that ministry back in February. Yeah. So that was pretty hard probably to shut down something that you had seen uh, God open up and start. It's, it's not easy to, to say that we've reached the end of this season. Yeah, and um, you know, one of our one of my ministry partners probably saw that a little clearer than I did. Um, I usually do a really good job of starting things and growing things. I don't always do a good job of, of stopping things and finishing things. Uh, and particularly, it's hard to stop things when things are going well. Yeah, um, you know, when things are not going well, it's easy because you know we just jump off the ship. And I think sometimes we think that when things aren't going well, well, it's God's will for it to stop. And when things yeah. are going well, we well, it's God's will for us to continue. But um, I don't think that's the case. Um, as as um, with old school, it was successful right to the end. Yeah. You know, so when you and I were together, we talked about John 15, verse 1 and following, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. 
And so, like you just said, it's really easy if there's no fruit to say, okay, this needs to go away. But if it is bearing fruit, then still pruning takes place. So the pruning that has taken place with Ironworks has opened up some opportunity, given you some margin and and created some space for you to pursue some other ministry. Is, is that how you would see that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes it's hard to give up the good to get to the great. And um, I think particularly as men grow and age, as you and I both are, are getting a little older, you know, we hang on to some of the things we started and we want to do some of the things we started. We want to do the same way we've always done. And, you know, the, the term we would probably use is we get set in our ways. But that term set in our ways really shouldn't be used for Christian men because God should be continuing to grow us. And in that growth, there's always going to be pruning and that pruning hurts. You know, pruning is not always pleasant, but we have to prune back to grow more. You know, Jesus said in that same group of scripture that with me, you'll produce much fruit. And um, that's our goal. We want to produce much fruit. Now, you've already hit on something that I that I also want to talk about. You said Jesus said when you when you're with me, one of the things that we talked about at that lunch was you've just been kind of focused on this idea of with. Just one word and the depth of meaning of that one word for your Christian walk. And so as we talk about mentoring, sometimes with means with other men in addition to being with the Lord. Begin this conversation about what it means to be with. I, I think in pictures. So if I was honest, I think I, I saw God as like I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm doing my work. But God is over there somewhere and he's watching me. And every now and then he'll come over here and take a look at my work and check my work. But he's still over there. And, and, and God really used that scripture not long ago. Jesus said, I am in you and you are in me. And if I am in him and he is in me, we're so connected that it's hard to tell where he stops and where I can start. And, and we're, we're intertwined. If we, if we walk that way, if we believe that that's true, that he is truly with us, the only thing that limits us is our, is our own pride to get out in front of him or try to step away from him or actually move faster than he's moving. Because my experience is, is that he moves a lot slower than I would like for him to mostly. And so to be with him and to, and to focus on that, I am in you and you are in me, seems to me that it means that I have to learn to walk at a different pace. And that's true if I'm working with, walking with other men, too. If I'm walking with a, another man, I really have to walk at his pace. And that pace may be different than the pace that I'm used to walking at. But to be with one another, and I think that's what God calls, calls us to do, to be with him and we with one another, we have to walk at a different pace than the world is promoting right now. You know, we know, you and I have talked about this, that men right now are very lonely. And I think one of the things that's driving that loneliness is that we're trying to walk at a pace of, a, of an iPhone. You know, we're trying to walk at a pace that is so fast that um, that we're, we're, we can't walk with anybody because we're just walking so fast and we need to slow down and walk with one another. Yeah. You know, both you and I have sons that are in the military. And the image that often comes to mind with this is someone calling a cadence and the Jodies is what they call them. The guys are it's a it's a call and response sort of experience, but it's what keeps them in pace and it keeps them in step, and it keeps everything synchronized. And and so part of the mental image you talk about, I, I think in pictures, part of the mental image that I have all the time is, is God is calling out a cadence, 
And I'm either going to hear that because I'm paying attention to it, or I'm going to fill my life with so much noise that I can't hear it. And if everybody around me is, is just captivated by the noise of culture, then we can't hear the cadence that the Lord is calling and march in step with him. Is that a, is that a fair image of how this should work? Yeah, that is, that is so good to say it that way. You know, Galatians 5 tells us stay in step with the Spirit. And to stay in step with the Spirit, we got to walk at His pace. Yeah. Now, you've had some other pruning go on in your life because you just, you just stepped away from a business that was going well. And now you're, you've involved yourself in a new ministry called C12. So, so tell us about the pruning of your business experience and how God brought clarity to that. Maybe some advisors that spoke into your life about, yeah, it's time to move on. Yeah, well, C12 is actually a business, too, that we, we're a business. We do ministry functions. The insurance part really represented one of those things I had held on to for a long time because I, I had that in, that business for 18 years. But for the last few years, it really got to the place where it was just representing a paycheck. And I had, you know, different people, when I would tell them, looks like I'm going to sell my business, they were like, well, it's about time. Everybody around me could see, except for me, that my heart wasn't there anymore. And really by, by holding on to that business, I was trusting the business, the paycheck it was giving me more than what God wanted do. When I when I finally declared that I would sell the business, I was trying to sell it six months before it actually went through. It did not go through because the company I was with had some obstacles that I that really made me angry. I talked to an attorney. I was you know again I was trying to walk at a different pace. When the sale finally did go through, my income from the new business was enough to replace what I what I'd lost with insurance. So God was taking me through and walking me the whole time, even though I was kicking and screaming. And I was trying to walk at a different pace. He was telling me the whole time, relax, walk slowly with me, walk slowly with me. And um, that's that's his lesson for me lately is to walk at a different pace, walk slowly with me. God can do more with me with me walking slow than I can do on my own walking fast. Oh, that, that's a good word right there. But that's, wow. that's a difficult word. <laughs> that's a difficult yeah. <laughs> word. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm intrigued. You said that as you told some folks that you were going to make this move, they said it's about time. How do you get to know other folks in relationship at such a deep level that they can read you sometimes better than you can? They can see the whole scope of Chris Jackson or Mike Young or someone else when we're kind of focused narrowly on a goal or an objective in front of us, how, how did you build those relationships for those guys to know you that well? I think that goes back to that, to that with, you know, to walk with someone, you know, the Bible tells us to walk in the light. And when we walk in the light, there's nothing hidden in the light. And so I, I, I'm very fortunate to have people in my life that we walk in the light together and they know me and I know them. And um, they know my heart. They know what I want. They know my desires. They know my strengths. They know my weaknesses. They're huge encouragers to me. You know, we often talk about accountability is always, we, we put a negative spin on it, you know, where we're calling out one another. But I think probably more than anything, when you be called out that you're, that you're more than you think you are. You know, Hebrews tells us to encourage one another every day. If Hebrews instructs us to, to encourage one another every day, it must mean that we need it every day. Absolutely. And so I have people in my life that are that, are that for me. You know, I think about Paul encouraged Timothy in so many ways. He told Timothy to not let people look down on him because of his youthfulness. He he said, uh, don't have a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power. And to see fanned into flame the gift of the spirit in you from the laying on of my hands. I mean, he 
he was encouraging Timothy. So Timothy was probably a fairly reserved and timid sort of person. And Paul was calling him forward, calling him out. So in this group of guys, were there are were they peers or were they older men who were or was it a combination of the two who saw something in you and were calling that out in in the same way that Paul maybe did to Timothy? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, I found as I get older, I, I I am drawn more toward older men. You know, one of my biggest encouragers is, is a guy that's, that's several years younger than me. I, I tell people today that nobody believes in me like Todd believes in me. His name's Todd, and nobody yeah. believes in me with like that. And, you know, I think about that's part of that walking with God is believing what he says about me. Sure. And that faith that um, faith is believing something I can't see. And you think about with Peter, Jesus called him a rock. But what if Peter didn't believe he was a rock? You know, what if Gideon didn't believe he was a mighty warrior? And so all these times we need one another to call that out, to, to say, I see something in you. I see something great. In, and, um, and, and so we can live up to that and live out of that. Yeah. So who are some older men that have called out some of that in you? I, I, you're drawn to those guys. So give me, a, give me an idea of some of those guys and what those relationships look like. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, as far as really close relationships, I only have a couple of older guys that I'm really close with, but God has used conversations with other guys. You know, one conversation that God's in the middle of can change your life. And, uh, and that really happened to me a few years ago. I was having dinner with a guy. His name was John. And uh, I've met John in my life. I've met him twice. And, um, and we were having dinner. And at the time, I was probably early to mid-40s. And he was early 60s. Being naive, I was asking him about retirement and what his plans were to retire. And he was telling me, he said, well, you know, already I, I'm, I'm slowed down as far as my secular job. He said, I don't think my retirement is what you're thinking about. And, and he said a phrase that really changed my life. And I, I use this phrase a lot and I think about it a lot. He said, my most powerful and influential days are ahead. And at the time he was in his early 60s. And a question that I ask men a lot today is when were you in your prime? Hmm. And most of the time men, you, you know, they're our age in our early 50s. They'll say, well, when I was in my 30s or when I was in my 20s. What if our prime, if, if we look at that under the, uh, the lens of influence, our prime, our most influential days are yet to come. You know, the more gray we get in our hair or like me, the, the less hair I have in general, you know, we can really be influential if we continue to walk with God and really understand that I am in him and he is in me. Uh, my most powerful influential days can be ahead, not behind. Wow. So two things there. I, I want to hit first on this idea that the influence of that one conversation was a big deal. And I think often we think in terms of discipleship and mentoring as some long, drawn-out affair that has to be formal and prescribed and mapped out. It has to be multiple sessions. And, and guys, I just— I call it mentoring in a moment or discipling in a moment. And there are times when, just like Chris says, I, someone has said something to me that became a nugget of truth that I have held on to. And they don't even realize sometimes the impact that's had on my life. And as a result of that, it's made me want to see every conversation I have 
as an opportunity to speak some sort of truthful encouragement into the life of other guys. Because, man, investing in another man doesn't have to be a production. It can be a point in time that is influential. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm living that. You know, I believe that that conversation was probably 10 years ago. But um, but I am seeing that come to fruition today. Yeah. And I hope to, to see that even more as, as I get older. Right. Now, the more is going to come because you are investing. You're turning around, and what's been poured into your life, as you spend time in the Word, the Lord is filling you up, but He's also filling you up with encouragement and wisdom from other men, and you get to turn around and hand that off to other guys. I mean, that's that's where the influence of our season comes from. I think it's not from... Chris Jackson or Mike Young working harder, it's investing in the guys who are out there getting it done and living and leading their families and, and trying to figure out ministry. So so what does investing in other men look like for you right now? Well, I, I do believe that uh, that God has expects me to pour into others as he pours into me. And I yep. do think, um, you know, that looks like just loving people. That looks like you know, as Jesus said, feed my sheep. And so feeding uh, uh, men. So I, I have a group of young guys I meet with in a mentor type situation that, uh, you know, it's for a certain period of time where that's about to come to a close. And of course, um, with some other things I do, um, C12 is the, is a discipling type environment, right. although we it's peer to peer. So we're discipling one another. It's not right. like Paul and Timothy. It's like a bunch of Pauls in a room. Right. Um, together, sharpening one another. But I think it's important that even as we get older to be, to, to intentionally look for people to pour into us and yeah. just going to church on Sunday mornings and sitting there and letting the, the preacher preach to us is not enough. So we need that. I, I have um, coaches, I have spiritual coaches that pour to me every week um, that, I, that I intentionally have gone after. Um, yeah. I'm 72 years old. And, yeah. um, and, and he intentionally pours into me every week. And that, that time is so valuable to me right? because I want to continue to grow. I don't want to, I don't want to become set in my ways. And right. if I, if I desire that, that my most powerful and influential days are ahead, I have to be intentional that I continue to grow. And um, that growing oftentimes means pruning some things out of the way. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Noble Man Podcast. We'll be returning next week with the second half of our conversation with Chris Jackson. Until then, if you were impacted by this conversation, be sure to share this episode with someone else. Thanks for listening and God bless you.